episode of Fluently Forward. Today on the podcast, we are having a chat with the guys from Hollywood Raw podcast, Dax and Adam. They have a very, very interesting career in the entertainment industry, and they've been in it for, I mean, I feel like a fraud talking to them. And I was so excited to have them on because first of all, these guys are true Hollywood insiders. And secondly, you know, I kind of cover the part of celebrities where it's blind items, it's words on a screen, it's rumor, it's a little bit of speculation. And Dax and Adam have full on met these celebrities. Sometimes they're really liked by them and they literally have them on speed dial. But I always think it's so impressive when, you know, you can be in this industry and look people in the eye and talk to them and interview them. Um, I have to admit, sometimes I feel like a little bit of a coward, right? Because we're covering these celebrities, never met them before in my life. And if I did see them on the street, there's a chance I would turn around and go into a coffee shop because I'd be like, I'm so embarrassed. I once spent 40 minutes talking about them yachting. I hope they never see me. So Dax and Adam have both worked for TMZ. They have, they kind of come at it, you know, I'll let them tell their own story as soon as we get into it here. But we talk about a host of different celebrities, um, the vibe that we get from people, or I guess the vibe I get from celebrities, and then their actual real life interactions with them. And then we also talk just a little bit about the world of celebrity tabloid culture, right? So which magazines are doing well? Which ones aren't doing well? What does the future of paparazzi or street journalism look like? Why do people say that they hate the paparazzi but then call the paparazzi on themselves? What does the word paparazzi mean? And of course, we have a few blind items about different paparazzi encounters. You know, there was a great story that was leaked recently by TMZ that said Angelina Jolie was the first one to tip off the paparazzi about her relationship with Brad. And we have a few more blind items, and I just kind of asked them for their professional opinion on all of this. So we are going to get right into the episode. Welcome, Hollywood Raw. All right. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have on the guys from Hollywood Raw. We have Dax and Adam. Welcome to Fluently Forward, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, excited. I'm excited to have you on. We both did an episode over on your podcast and we were kind of talking about blind items and some of the recent in the news drama. And I love the the layout of your podcast is really cool. You guys do like the top 10 every week, right? Where you go over, um, you know, basically what's trending and you guys give a little bit of your insider insight into, you know, more of what's going on behind the headlines. So how did you guys come up with that concept? That part was a little more organic. We started out, so our normal episode, we do like a Wednesday episode where it's like normally an interview. This week, our interview was you. It was really fun. Thank Yay. you for coming on. Um, you know, we got to ask you all about the, like, having us guess some of your favorite, most wild blind items. So that was a fun moment for us to try to guess it, but also for our audience to guess it. So, no, we'll, we'll have either uh, a media mogul or someone in the entertainment world or someone behind the scenes, a paparazzi, a celebrity. Like, we we kind of run the gamut. We knock down the fourth wall of Hollywood is really what it comes down to with our Wednesday episode. And then the Friday episode is, yeah, it's getting people caught up on anything they would have missed out on during the week so it's a quick here's the top 10 stories in entertainment news um we'll get you in get you out in like you know 25 30 minutes uh just so you can go into the weekend feeling like you know exactly what happened the biggest stories that week i love that and you know i really want to get into 
you guys introducing yourself and, uh, you know, a little bit about your background because you guys have been involved in this industry for such a good amount of time and have such like a wealth of information. But I will say, I think you guys mentioned it on Dumois' podcast. You had on a guest who had a blind item and I have a guess for it. It was a guest uh, who talked about two celebrities hooking up in like a steakhouse private room. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Stratus Morfogan. Yeah, he's the guy behind um, Philippe Chow. He what else does he have, Adam? Like dumplings? Uh, yeah, he, know, he's man. just like a. He, he was a guy who basically had all the celebs at his spots over the years, and he just. What, you know, Philippe Chow, which, you know, you're in New York, you know the spot. He be, It became really cool with a lot of rappers because he was allowing all the rappers, like, sm- it was, like, the first place where you could actually go eat good food, listen to good music, and smoke weed at. Mm. So he kind of developed this scene there, and he basically had a story. He had a video of two celebrities having sex at his restaurant. In the VIP room. In the VIP room, which is uh, pretty cool. Was there food uh, involved? <laughs> Were they, like, slapping each other with steaks or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All he said was that he was contacted as- apparently by some media outlet saying that they knew that there was a video of two people. Uh, it was an A-list rapper and a budding Hollywood starlet having sex in the VIP room. And this and was he- 2007, I think, right? 2007, yep. And so he went back. He looked at the video. He goes, oh, shit, I do have this. And he said he deleted it, so he didn't divulge who it was. There was a lot of guesses going around. I think I know at this point, but I'm curious to see who you guess. Okay, well, budding makes me think it's someone different, because I think when I listened to you guys talking, you said that it was a blonde Hollywood starlet? Yes. So it made me think Jay-Z and Gwyneth Paltrow, because there have been so many rumors about them. People think she might have been Becky with the good hair. I remember doing a deep dive on them. I did not know that they had as close of a friendship as they have. And am I warm or am I cold? I can I can tell you my guess. Oh yes, I've I've been so many people have thrown names at me at this point. Again, I don't know, but my guess is now Diddy and Sienna Miller. Oh, that's my guess. I've I've seen so many people respond and send me things, and that's that's what I am going with at this point. We're like me and Dax are like obsessed with Diddy. It's like it's Diddy and someone. It's Diddy and. <laughs> You know, Cameron Diaz, maybe. I don't know. Um, yes. So that's why it's it's definitely, it's got to be Diddy for some reason. Uh, I don't know in my head. That's just what I'm convinced at. And I like Dax Gass. And I also, yeah, that was my, it was Cameron Diaz. Okay. Okay. Well, I believe that. You guys make a good convincing point. And <laughs> I would love for both of you to just kind of give a little bit of a, a background of who you are before we get into this episode. Um you know, I would never probably want to call you like paparazzi because you guys are in the entertainment industry. You do interviews, you take photos of celebrities, but you also have relationships with these people, which I find so, I don't know, kind of like envious and admirable because I'm the creep who just looks at stuff online and I'm like, oh, rumors. You actually look these people in the eye, you talk to them. I think that's such a different side of like celebrity entertainment. So how did you guys both get involved in this world? Go, Adam. You're up. No, you're, Dax, you're way I, more interesting. I, I, well, you start with your background, then it'll kind of lead into us. <laughs> so I, I got into the industry uh, working for Extra. I interned at Extra, the entertainment show, mm-hmm. which led into me getting my first actual job out of college at TMZ. 
And so this was before Teams even launched. It was a, basically a concept that Harvey had. And I went up, introduced it myself to him uh, when I was interning. And he said, yeah, come on. Like, why don't you go do a red carpet for me? I went out. I got to interview everyone, including Pink, Dennis Rodman, Kristen Cavallari. Like, everyone that night, I came back, brought the tape. And he was like, how the hell did you get all these people to talk to you? So that's really where my job trajectory started off. My first day that I had graduated from college, I started full-time at TMZ and worked my way up from a, um, a, a I guess, just, what the hell is it called? An uh, intern, uh, low level. Not an intern. What, what do you Associate. start off as? What? PA? Yes, there uh. we go. I started off as a PA at TMZ and then worked my way up to a producer role over there, and then I managed the Clips Clearance Department. So I was the one basically looking at all the photos, videos that were sent in through either outside sources, through paparazzi, and I was deciding whether or not I thought they were interesting enough to pitch out to the newsroom. And so that that typical style that you see on TMZ, like that morning pitch meeting, mm -hmm. it's always been like that before the camera started rolling up until today. So I, I pitched them out and then uh, uh, 12 years later, I decided I needed to move on from there. Yeah. And I mean, what I've heard from, you know, you guys on other podcasts too, is that you really got a look at all of the not, you know, to reference your name, raw photos. Like you would just see scores and scores of like insane oh, photos that people all. would send in. What were like some of the craziest photos that you saw? It was the most voyeuristic job you could possibly I'm, have. I'm like drooling at the mouth. I'm like, oh yeah, God, what I would give. Like <laughs> when you have access to every single paparazzi website and all the like hundreds and hundreds of photos that were taken the night before, you're seeing all the... The nip slips, the dick slips, the everything that are out there. Any buttholes? Any, any little like butthole oh, slips? Oh, there were some buttholes too. There we sure. go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but just like any time, you know, you see that famous photo set of like, whatever, uh, Justin Bieber out in Bora Bora, you know, or him hiking. through, the, And it was like all the naked photos, but you're seeing the set. So you're not just seeing one photo. You're seeing everything that led up to it plus all the things that were past it. Um, and it was really a fun job. I'm trying to think of some of the bigger sets that I have seen. I mean, I've, oh God, there's how many, so many, Dax, there's how many so people many doing like slips. drugs, by the way, like drugs or like, man, I, this is rough. Uh, drugs. I feel like were more of like a one off photo that was sent in from someone at a club. You uh, know what I'm saying? Okay. Not necessarily paparazzi content, but more of a, someone who was there caught them doing something and you would send in one shot. But the paparazzi stuff was like, oh, that's when Lindsay Lohan was getting out of a boat in Venice and flashing without her underwear, mm -hmm. you know? Well, it's also but funny, too, like, the, the, um, the morality of gossip over the years. Like, I remember growing up, all these magazines at the grocery store, there would be up-the-skirt photos. And I think if that happened now, everyone would say, like, that's such an invasion of privacy. But then at the same time, people think it's not an invasion of privacy to, like, go through someone's Twitter for the last 20 years or to stalk their family members on Facebook. So I think it's really interesting how there's some parts of, like, being creepy with celebrities that were like, oh, I'm better than that. And it's like, mm -hmm. mm, like, I don't know. We were doing crazy stuff like just eight years ago. Well, that on that note, one thing that I don't like is the negative sentiments towards paparazzi. Because, you, you know, I feel like there's a lot of camera guys running around that are getting amazing content. But in the street, they get heckled, not by celebrities, but by people or like, you know, what are you doing? What kind of job is this? And I'm thinking but you guys are the connoisseurs of all of their content. Like, 
the people that are checking out every entertainment website and looking to see where their favorite celebrities are at and watching their every move, they devour the content, but then would, would turn around and look at the person in the eye that took that photo and say, you, you suck at your job. That's what I don't understand. It's like those guys online who are like, oh my God, like you're such a whore. And it's like, well, you're watching my pornography video and then commenting something crazy exactly. on my Instagram. So people also, I think that there's, there's such a spectrum of everything in life, right? There's like great accountants and then there's people who embezzle. Like there's such a spectrum everywhere. And you have, you know, paparazzi, right? Who, um, and I was just talking about this on TikTok. I met Miley Cyrus a couple years ago for this like volunteer thing I was doing. And her bodyguard at the time was someone who used to be a paparazzi or paparazzo, whatever. And he just hated the way that she was being treated. So he quit his job and became her bodyguard instead. So then that way he knew how to like, I don't know, protect her from crazy photographers and things like that. And you see videos of paparazzi really crossing the line, but then you see videos of paparazzi being really thoughtful and kind. And at the end of the day, celebrities are calling these people for photos. Mm -hmm. Some of them, other people are hiding from them, but I just think it's a spectrum, right? Like nothing's ever black and white. 100%. But Adam's job is way more interesting, so go to him. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get your start, Adam? Yeah, I um, I graduated. I, I had a degree in communications, a.k.a. pretty much no job when you graduate. Um, <laughs> you know, and I had a degree with that. I think I was going to get a job at the time. I was interning at the Howard Stern Show. And uh, unfortunately, it was at the time I was at Sirius. And uh, I was at K-Rock. I went to Sirius with them. There was a lot of stuff going on. And I was so excited to get a job, and I didn't get a job. And then I went two years, and I couldn't get a job. Went back to school, got my teaching certification, couldn't get a job, couldn't get an interview. And then I did a, a, a I was a stand up comic all through college. I did that at night. That's why I went to a local school around New York City so I could do stand up at night. I did a show. Someone in the crowd said, You seem funny, non threatening, and you know pop culture. Would you be interested? Would you be interested in a job at TMZ? I said, Listen, I'll do anything for health insurance. And, um, at that time, like, I knew, like, where celebs were going. It was, like, Perez Hilton was really big, and I loved Page Six. So, like, I always read that stuff, and I was always, you know, I grew up, like, a lot of uh, suburb kids with a star magazine near the toilet, uh, <laughs> you know? And I just read all those magazines, so I retained all this useless knowledge. And I even know paparazzi really kind of existed in New York City. So I kind of fell into doing this job. I got a two-week trial at TMZ, and I even know what it was. And um, it was, literally, it was just fell into it and I did a two-week trial and I didn't get arrested and I was pretty normal <laughs> so then I got a three-year contract and I basically ran around the streets of doing celebrity interviews in New York City so I did that for probably about like seven years and had um by the way when you, you know, say run like would someone say um you know Lindsay Lohan is here do you hop on the subway do you physically run like how uh, how both you, every yeah. it's 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 so physical that um it's pretty insane. Like it's a workout in itself. Cause I am running every second counts, you know, and I'm, I, you know, you, you're a split second from being a hero and a zero because, you know, I don't have these interviews set up. Like I'm not the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. I'm yeah. not live with Kelly where like they're scheduled. Like I'm trying to work around them. So I am on a bike. I'm on a skateboard. I'm running around. I, I mean, I am running around the city. I'm running on the subway. I mean, it's pretty, it's it gets very physical how much I've kind of I mean I've ran with a lot of I've actually ran with celebrities like Conor McGregor politician that you like literally ran with Elizabeth Warren I ran with I ran with Elizabeth Warren and that video went everywhere that was like on CNN and Seth (laughs) my late night with Seth Myers I've ran with Floyd Mayweather I ran with Conor McGregor um so like I got to keep up with these people but yet again they're talking to me 
So I had like really good success. Like, you know, when I first started doing this, I didn't know if I felt like a good person doing the job, you know, mm. like Dax, like you guys are talking about. I didn't know like if I felt like I was being too intrusive or I felt like I was being a dick. And I had to kind of use my comedy background to kind of relate to these celebrities and kind of befriend them. And I'm fortunate I started at a really good time where, you know, my strategy was where I wanted every single time Kim Kardashian, Shaquille O'Neal, Oprah, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Johnny Knoxville comes to New York. I want them to know my face. I want them to be like, hey, that guy wasn't so bad. And that's what and that's what kind of really helped me out where I just kept running into these celebrities. I just wanted to make sure I crossed paths with them so they'd did, get did to know me. Did you ever think of um, doing – like I always think – uh, certain celebs or certain artists get popular because they have a distinguishing trait, you know, like Billie Eilish having those green streaks in her hair. Have you ever seen paparazzi do something where maybe they get like a face tattoo or they dye their hair orange? So then that way they're like, okay, every time the celebrity sees me, like my hair will stand out. They'll know to go to the orange hair guy. Uh, you know what? My strategy was to be like, I would... I would hit on guys. I would hit on girls. I would befriend them. I wouldn't be like very serious. Like, yeah, what up, my dude? And then they'd be like, who is this guy? And then like, I would just act like I was friends with them, even though I wasn't or they didn't know me. But it was just more of a friend approach. Like, yo, what up, dude? And I think they respected that. Like, hey, what's up, man? Like, I think I kind of like it kind of confused them a little bit. Like, do I know this guy? Which a lot of yeah. people I don't. And uh, I was just like hit them with like a fun question. I think if you get that first question, it was like just a fun and they realized it wasn't so bad. And then. You know, fortunately, they would start to see the interviews on YouTube or on TV, and they'd be like, oh, that wasn't that bad of a gig. You know, that wasn't bad. And He, I he makes people look good. At the end of the day, there's a lot of uh, camera guys out there that are trying to get the shit uh, out of people, like trying to make them look bad. Yes. Adam, every interview he does makes the celebrity look good. Yeah, and I'm not so I think that they appreciate that. At the end of the day, they walk away and they see it on TV and they go, wow, I looked good because he made me look good. He asked me the right questions or he made me look funny or whatever it is. And I think a lot of celebrities really respect that about Adam. Yeah, I appreciate that, Dex. I, uh, I was always just trying to have a fun interaction. It wasn't really like I feel like a lot of paparazzi, you know, and this is why some of them got the – the bad um, stereotypers, like you had to ask about something messed up and they had nothing to do with like, I don't want to speak about it. I don't want to, you know, I don't care about that. But I would just ask like questions that I was actually interested in or I want to have a fun interaction with them. Like I was like, hey, Aretha Franklin, how do you spell respect? And she, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, you know, like I just thought that was cool. So I would like always sing with her and I would sing with Michael Bublé and Wyclef and I would just like to have these fun interactions on the street where it was just like, a ghetto Jimmy Fallon in a way, and uh, it got bigger, and I had, you know, some pretty cool experiences, like, you know, Beyonce put me in a music video to, um, I mean, so. befriending a lot of the celebrities, and, ah. you know, I did TMZ for a long time, then I left them, and I realized, like, I could still do it, like, I don't really need them, I get, you know, and, um, and that's what I do, I run around the streets doing these celebrity interviews, and I play some different media outlets, and, you know, I have relationships with a lot of these, I shouldn't say a lot of them, but, like, you know, I get to get to know them. Like people don't see when the camera goes off. I always try to talk to I, every single celebrity. I always try to talk to them when the camera goes off. So it's funny. Like I get, you know, like you guys said, I people will talk shit to me on YouTube or in my and like you don't see when the camera goes off that we're actually talking like normal people. You know, like yeah. it's actually cool. And I and I always what let they, them know. What they I appreciate don't see them. is that Oprah is like Adam, Adam, come here, and she gives him the time of day which is huge oprah who could literally sit down with any interviewer on the planet she knows adam by name and respects what he does or the rock or john cena or kevin hart i mean the, you could list off 
a hundred people that love Adam and love to do interviews with him. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's also like, like I said before, you guys are actually meeting these people, looking them in the eye, just like there's so many keyboard warriors who are like, this is the way it should be or shouldn't be. And I've even gotten that just in this circle with influencers where someone will be like, I don't like this influencer. And I'll be like, well, I've sat down with her for two hours, which like says more than the vibe you're getting from her videos. Because when you meet someone in person, you really can tell what they're about. Is there anyone celebrity-wise that you've met in person where you're like, I just got the best energy or the worst energy from them in like an inex inexplicable way? You know who has really good energy? Paris Hilton. Really? That girl's got some amazing energy. She's so cool. She gets such a bad rap because I think people love to just hate on her. Mm. But she's actually like a beautiful person and really friendly and kind and all these things. And I think people just look at her as like stuck up or, or whatever because that is the persona she plays. The t-shirt, you know, like the, the stop being poor t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like she's so into herself. That is a role. But like when you really like hang out with Paris, she's awesome. I think Kim Kardashian, also a beautiful person, very smart. People love to hate on her and rag on her. But, like, if you were at a party and you sit down with her and talk with her, she's fucking awesome. So nice. She's a yeah. great person. Like She's sweet. She's nice. She's cool. She's very, uh, I mean, it's crazy to say this, but she's very down to earth. Like, it's, it's, um, and when people badmouth, it's just easy to badmouth. I will, we will never badmouth the Kardashians because they're, they're they're honestly they're very nice people like they're nice people they're good to their fans like they're they're, they're great so, they're so there savvy a, there was like a Megan Kelly I think she sometimes talks about celebrities clip that I saw on TikTok where she was basically saying I have nothing bad to say about the Kardashians the individual but the Kardashian brand I think is harmful and I think you know it's making girls insecure and things like that um, which I do think there's such a, a distinction but I've heard that a lot about Kim Kardashian and I know I think maybe Dax it was you who has said that you haven't gotten the best vibe from Taylor Swift. So I'm curious about, you know, speaking about celebrity videos, when that phone call with Kanye West happened, were you guys team Kim? Were you team Swift? Were you like, oh, I could have seen this coming? Uh, I, I'll say I'm not team Kanye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I am not team Taylor either. I think, um, I think with Taylor, what I don't like is there's like two totally different tailors that you see you see like the public facing tailor and then you see like this like tailor behind the scenes where it doesn't seem like she is the nicest person on the planet and i know she's got mm -hmm. a ton of fans and they'd be all pissed and all this stuff but like i you know adam equates it and i equate it to how you how your team treats the world is also a big reflection of you and she has a really shitty like security team around her and oh. I think it says a lot about her um, and how they treat her fans, how they treat camera guys, how they treat just people in general. They're not nice. And I think when you get like a Brad Pitt, he tells his security team, I need you to be nice to the people that are out here waiting for me because I want that to be a reflection of me. That is not what she has set up for herself. Interesting. And I yeah. also think you see she gets into a lot of, different disagreements with a lot of people because she's always so concerned about her reputation and she's like she said she's kind of a snake you know at the end of the day behind the scenes well i thought it, it was funny like in her reputation era where she was like you know I, I i went to the concert and beforehand they're playing bad reputation and it's like blah 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 and i'm like 
girl, like I, I love the aesthetic, but no one cares more about their reputation than you. You know what I mean? I, most people, celebrities do. It has to be in your DNA. If you don't care about your reputation, you don't survive. And don't get me wrong. She makes fucking great music. Great her music. Her music is awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to knock her music. I think her music's great. It's catchy. She, she is a massive talent when it comes to music. I am just not a massive fan of her personal side. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys get to say it once again. You have the personal experiences. I agree with Dax. I don't like Taylor is not one of those people I'm friends with by any means, but I've been around her her presence for a long time, for more than a decade now. And it's it's not even just her. It's like the people around her. It's the brand around her. And they don't you know, they're not just great people. Um, And I think it affects her. And it's yeah, that's why I'm just not I can't be team Taylor. And is that for most celebrities, like, is it the norm for them to have a shitty team or are most people like the Brad Pitts and the Taylor Swift team is more rare? So I always say you could judge a person by their team. If their team is cool, then they're cool. You know, if the team is laid back, it's because their boss is laid back. The celebrity Mm. like, you know, um, for example, like Miley Cyrus, you met Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus is fucking cool. Like when you meet her, she's like. You know, it's funny. I've met a lot of celebrities, and I don't say that as a douche. I say it just because for what I do, this is I meet a lot of celebrities. And there's very few celebrities that I've met that have an it factor. There's something in them where you feel it, like there's a, the energy changes in the room. Like yes. you see their, their posture changes. When they walk, like their shoulders are back, their chest is out because they know who the fuck they are. And Miley Cyrus is one of them. But she's also very cool. She's good to the fans. She's nice. And then you see that with her team where they're more laid back. Like, does she have security? Yeah, but they're not, like, hyperactive and going crazy because they know their boss is going to be chilling and knows, like, they know how to work with their boss where they're laid back. Same thing with, you know, someone like Shaquille O'Neal. Like, Shaquille O'Neal is, like, one of those guys where he's just such a good person where he's so great and he really is a superhero where – He's one of those guys where he, you, you, in Sha- the way I look at Shaq, and like I think in my head, like, does he even know who he is? Like, does he even know how famous he is because he's so normal? And here's a crazy story about Shaq. Like, Shaq's one of the few celebrities who I've gotten to know over the years and become friends with. And I was in a car with Shaq one day, and we're like running around doing media, and I'm with Shaq. You know, we're in New York City, we're in a black Escalade. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not that life, you know, and. It's lunchtime, and I'm thinking we're going to go to Nobu or Tao or Catch or someplace cool for lunch. And he's trying to think. I'm like, so he's like, yeah, where should, where should we go for lunch? And I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to, like, the hottest spot. And uh, we're going to Carbone. He's like, yeah, let's go to Boston Market. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, what? You want to go to Boston cheese. Market? So we went to, like, Boston. Like, he just doesn't even think about it. Like, And he's so nice. He's so nice to everyone. And it's just, honestly, when you meet those type of people, it's honestly, I get, like, I could even get emotional talking about it because it, they're just such good people and they make people's day. And a guy like Shaq has like made my career really, but it's, um, I know I'm like, we're kind of going off the, this, that going, kind of going in a, a weird circle right now. But, um, yeah. But, from, but I think again, the factor is in, once again, it's one of those things you only experience in person. So you guys will experience it. I probably never will. They'll be like, keep this conspiracy theorist the fuck away from us. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I have heard stories. I've heard that Lizzo has a real presence. I've heard, obviously, that Bill Clinton is, like, insanely charismatic. And I don't know if you guys have ever met Jeff Bezos' girlfriend, but I've heard that she is, like... Are you talking you, about Lauren? Yeah, like, you talk to yeah, her and you Lauren, feel... Yeah, Lauren was, like, a... Um, 
a local Fox anchor. I had met Lauren numerous times. She's awesome. Did she make you feel very special? I've heard that like when you talk to her, you're like, wow, what a woman. Yeah, she she de- she has a presence definitely different than like a Miley Cyrus or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she definitely has a presence. Very like wonderful human being um, from what I can remember. Obviously, haven't talked to her since <laughs> she hooked up with Jeff Bezos. But no, she's really cool. Yeah, I saw her recently. Uh, I shouldn't say I saw her was like Met Gala, the Met Gala, I think. I, I, that's the last time I saw her. But back Lizzo's very cool. Bill Clinton's actually interesting because Bill Clinton – you know, he's very normal. He's very nice. And when he, like, walks, let's just say you see his car pull up and you're, like, going, he's going into a building, you know, the security will say, just, like, stop what you're doing. And um, the Secret Service, he saw a Secret Service with him. They'll tell you to, like, stop where you are. And just, like, he walks towards you and he'll shake your hand. He'll do a photo with you. Like, he's very, he's very, he understands his job, oh, you know? Do you it's, get Secret uh, cool Service uh, for life after you've been a president? Yes. Yeah. Ex-presidents. God, yes. that's nice, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Actually, oh, I'll come back to the Secret Service about that. But then, who was last one? You said Bill Clinton. So, Bill Clinton is cool because he has Secret Service with him. But the Secret Service is very good security. Like, they're not... They know their roles, so like yeah. they'll just come up to you like, "Hey, just don't move for a second. Do me a favor." And then, uh, yeah, yeah, you listen to them, and then they 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 know their rights. They know what you're allowed to do. And Bill Clinton comes to you and shakes your hand. And who was the last person you said besides that? Lizzo, Lizzo, Bill and, Clinton. And oh, Lauren oh, so Sanchez. Bezos. So Lauren Sanchez. I saw them during the Met Gala, and same thing with his security, like Bezos security. Where, you know, I <laughs> it's funny actually. I was in Soho, and I was at you know where the Apple Store is on. Um, on Prince, Prince Street, uh, um, yeah. Prince and yeah, whatever is green, maybe. And um, I'm near, and uh, I see this SUV pop around the corner, and there, I could see like right away the security guy locks eyes with me, and somehow he knew. <laughs> we both knew like, oh, we, like you're caught. I'm like I caught you. Like, and yeah. I just run like that car stops for the yards, and I run down the street because I knew something was up. It was two cars, two black escalate, escalates, and who gets out is Bezos. I'm like, oh shit, Bezos. Which, and, by the um, way, when this happens, do you like whip out your iPhone? Do you always have a camera with you? No, I have my I have a camera. It's not even. Okay. A big, I don't even have it. It's like over there, but it's um, it's not a big camera. It's not small, but it's not big. It's in my book bag. So, security comes out and they laugh. They're like, "Oh, we knew as soon as we locked eyes who like you were up to something." I was like, "Yeah, it's the Met Gala weekend. There's a bunch of people in town." So actually, I wound up like hanging out with the security. Like they were super cool, and then they're like, "Are you guys gonna follow?" Like they asked me, "Like, are you gonna follow us to the next spot?" Like, it's fine if you do. I was like, "No, it's cool. Like, I'm not. I'm just gonna shoot it here." And he, the security was just like, "Yeah, we're gonna park right here. They'll let you know when they're walking out, and you just get your shot." And that was it. So Bezos and Lauren walked out, and he ignored me completely. He did like this fake phone trick, but she like smiled and like sm- like she, you know, they were very sweet. They're very nice. Like. Obviously, the security knows. Like, I always tell security, don't worry about me. Like, I, this is my weapon, a camera. I'm not going to get too close. I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to jump in front. I'm not going to go crazy. So I stood to the side. I tried talking to them. They ignored me, which totally understand. <laughs> and um, and they got into the car, and that was it. But they were. she was nice. Like, I could just, you know, she wasn't a dick by any means. Like, they're not going to yeah. talk to me, and that's totally fine. But they did their thing. They walked. They didn't hide their face. Security walked alongside them. They didn't block me or get physical with me which was very cool there are so many things in life that we want to start but we're afraid of debt holding us back this could be having money for the wedding of your dreams um the honeymoon of your dreams maybe you want money to freeze your eggs anything like that 
If there's anything you're getting started on in life where you don't want credit card debt to hold you back, it doesn't have to. Now is the time to pay off your credit cards, especially since interest rates are on the rise, and you can pay off your credit cards faster with the low fixed rate loan from Lightstream. A credit card consolidation from Lightstream can help you pay off your credit cards and lock in a low fixed interest rate. Rates start at 5.73% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Plus, the rate is fixed, so it will never go up over the life of the loan. So just for my listeners, you can apply now and get a special interest rate discount to save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash fluently. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash fluently. This is subject to credit approval. Rates range from 5.73% APR to 19.99% APR and include 0.5% auto paid discount. The lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash fluently for more information. Something that I've heard is um, I was going through... Somebody did an AMA on Reddit who was paparazzi and they were talking about, you know, people were just asking them questions and things like that. And somebody asked them this question where they said, I heard that Daniel Radcliffe basically made all paparazzi photos of him worthless because he wore the same clothes every day, making it look like all photos taken of him were done on the same day. What are other clever ways that celebrities have burned the paparazzi or things that they do to make their photos worthless? So A, have you heard that about Daniel Radcliffe? And then also B... I know Taylor Swift sometimes like puts an entire umbrella over her. Like, what do people do to not have their photo taken? So I here's the thing: is when it comes to paparazzi, male people, male actors don't really sell. People don't care about men, you know, Classic. especially you know yeah. because you know paparazzi at the end of the day, what they care about is either news story or fashion. So they want women and they want fashion. Guys aren't fashionable. Paparazzi don't care about Daniel Radcliffe. If he's walking <laughs> around with a girl and maybe they're holding hands and being affectionate, yeah, they'll get the shots because it's something to do, but they're not going to go crazy for it. As well, you've got to remember, though, like back in the day, he was oh. the biggest star on the planet okay, when so back the in Harry the day, Potter series were like going crazy. Boy but wonder. here's what Daniel Radcliffe did do. He did sign autographs, and he made sure to sign a ton of autographs. So basically his autograph value would go – you know, is it still worth money? 100%. Are guys going to still chase him for autographs? 100%. However, he signed a ton of autographs, so the value would kind of drop, so ah. he wouldn't get hounded as much. So, like, after his Broadway show, you would see tons of people when he was on Broadway, to, like, there to get autographs from because they know he would sign. And But the, the value of the autograph dropped because he signed so many because he, you know, number one, he's a nice guy. And number two, I think he just didn't want to be, like, People just going so like following him all the time for autographs and stuff. So, yeah, I think I think a lot of people they used to flip off the camera because that would they essentially put that in their in. mind make it not valuable because a lot of the TV shows obviously couldn't run it and all that. And then there, I think there was a bit of a switch because then celebrities flipping off a camera started to make all the blogs. So they're like, fuck, if I flip <laughs> off the camera, now I look like an asshole. Um, so I saw a lot of that. The umbrella is, yes, obviously a trick. And Taylor can go either way. She can do literally a runway outside of her house where she the car parks and no security follows her in so that everyone can get this like perfectly clear shot of her in her whatever she's wearing yes. as she walks in or out. 
or she does the full umbrella cave where <laughs> she's inside of it and it's so they funny. like take her inside. Well, so it's really her mood whether she wants to have all the fans see her or not. Yes. Well, what you say about that is interesting because I, you know, obviously pulled some paparazzi blinds and there was one here that NT said about photos of Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. So he basically said, if you have been reading the site for a while, you'll know the rules of Paparazzi 101. They clearly state that if the celebrities have called the paparazzi, and if at all possible, the celebrities will pose in a street rather than the sidewalk. The reason is that there are people on sidewalks, but none in the street. It makes for a much clearer photograph. So where do you suppose the foreign-born, former A-plus list boy bander and his actress-slash-director girlfriend were when the paparazzi caught them holding hands, the street, the middle of the street, to be exact? So are there some things where, like, if you see a photo of people in the middle of the street, you know they called that was planned it wasn't candid so i've never heard that adam have you heard that i've never heard that i have not heard that i mean it doesn't really yeah if you see them inside a drugstore holding up a coconut water while they're walking around (laughs) the brand literally inside label you know yeah a duane reed you know that there's something up that doesn't seem normal because most photographers can't get into a store to take photos of you walking down an aisle. Okay. That to yes. me seems like a setup paparazzi photo. Okay. But the middle of the street thing, you guys haven't I've never heard, heard that. I never I've heard the, yeah, I've never worked heard that. with a lot of paparazzi. I've worked with a lot of agencies. I, I, and in New York, every four seconds you're crossing over a street you know, you know what? I think this would have to be for LA, where like, for example, when um, one of my favorite we um, don't have people on sidewalks in LA, so that wouldn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one's walking around LA that much. Pedestrian uh, vibe is very different over there. Um, very different. But I'm I'm also curious about like your favorite iconic paparazzi shot. Like when I think of Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello walking with the empty coffee mugs on the street doing their COVID walks where they would just like lounge around in their PJs and then go back into the house. To me, I'm like, well, first of all, my friend Emily Rose um, pointed out the coffee mugs were empty. So like it's very obviously staged and that was in the middle of the street. So other than being in a store, are there any like typical? If I remember though, yeah. didn't their house, was there was no sidewalk on there. Like outside their house. Oh, right? you know what? I'll have to look into it. Maybe there I wasn't. I think they were. I think they were in the hills where it's like just, just roads. streets. Okay. So, or was um, it Miami? I don't know. I don't remember. I I feel like they had both. I feel like there was LA shots and Miami shots. Okay. Um, depending on where they were at the time, I would say my most iconic photo of all time because I lived through 2007 at TMZ was definitely I, Brittany Lindsay in Paris. Dude, I knew <laughs> I was I was going to say the same exact thing. It was going to be something with Brittany. Mine was just the shaved head, the anger in her face with the umbrella. Um that to me was like, man, that was just No, seeing the three of them fit into that, that, is that, that car photo where I think just... people have turned it into like such a meme over the years too. It's kind of like the last supper, but like for celebrities. I remember waking up because I was at, at the office at like four 45 in the morning to try to catch up with New York time. Um, Cause we were always three hours behind, you know? Um, and I remember that looking and it was a, a company called Bauer Griffin who got that photo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Holy crap. The three of them hung out. Oh my God. They went in a car together. Oh my, like it was just, it kept building. I'm like, this is going to be the best pitch ever. The three Queens of the night are basically out hanging together. Like that was such a, a, 
a big big deal that night and i remember it well you like also don't yesterday. get photo like who's in a post-covid world maybe this is it but like who's partying anymore like i don't ever see any photos of celebrities it's so partying. Different. yeah you just can't you can't even compare 2007 era to today it's not the same the night clubbing the the stars i mean i i I don't know who you would have in a car that everyone would care that much about at this moment. Maybe Selena, Justin, and Haley, and all three of them are <laughs> kissing. And you're like, what? <laughs> would that photo sell better, or would Brad, Angelina, and Jennifer Aniston sell better? Probably maybe still the Brad one. Like, there's something about that original <laughs> love triangle that's just, like, so ingrained. Especially since they hate each other right now. Yes. Okay, another question I have for you guys is I'm so curious about – um, the reputation of different magazines. And Adam, I think you mentioned um, Star Magazine. Do you guys know Shallon Lester at all? She used to work for Star Magazine, and now she's a YouTuber. I'm not familiar, now. Okay, so she's in the space. She used to work for Star. And I feel like you have TMZ, you have Daily Mail, you have Page Six, you have The Sun involved in all of these different lawsuits, um, People, Us Magazine, which media companies do you look at and you're like, oh, they're legit or they're just paid for or they're super messy or they're super clean or do they all have a shared reputation? I love Daily Mail personally. Okay. They get good photos. Good photos. They've got, they've got great photos. They got a good budget too because they can buy photos. So mm-hmm. they have a lot of, <laughs> lots of money. content for days and days and days. You can easily get lost on their website. And I think that's why they're crushing everyone right now because it is a great a great website um i'm still a fan of tmz i mean i i worked there for so long and i know all the people behind the scenes and i feel like they're just crazy hard workers so i i'm i tmz's on my regular checkout list as well um people in us i like i like them as much i don't check them like i do daily mail or tmz though and then beyond that i don't um those are kind of my top four, I'd say. Okay. See, Dax is like in the West Coast, so he doesn't really. I mean, you do, but like you know, you know, we grew up in the East Coast. Page Six is, you know, I love Page Six, and I love about Page Six because it's not just celebrity; it's a lot about socialites, and those sometimes I care more about than just the celebrity. Um, but I, I think do pa- rate a lot of Page Six because he sends me Page Six. <laughs> I send I, I, I send Dax Page Six all the time. I love Page Six. I just think. I, you know, I've gotten to know some of the people behind the scenes and I know like they put a lot of thought in between their stories. I, I just know when it comes to work, they're like, they're, they're actively like, they're not going to just throw stuff up. They're like very persistent in finding out both sides and calling sources. And, um, sometimes it's like, they're a little bit late because they want to make sure they, they got it right. So, uh, I mean, but there's, I mean, yeah, I feel like. I feel like Radar has come a long way over the years. Radar has been good, too. I was not a fan of Radar for a very long time. Um, Now one of our good friends is actually the editor-in-chief of Radar, and I feel like he's changed a lot, like made it a lot more credible and doing legitimate stories and news reporting, and he's really well-connected. We actually had him on our podcast uh, last week, his name's uh, Ryan Nauman. Ryan but he worked at TMZ for a very long time. Yeah, and r- he's worked at basically everywhere. Um, so I feel like he's also helped to make Radar a lot more legitimate. Yeah, yeah. Radar has done a lot better because Ryan Nauman is like a G when it comes to like kind of entertainment news. Uh, so they've got a lot stronger. The Blast as well with Mike Walters. Mike Walters is literally the backbone of TMZ for years, and he mm. just knows stuff of courts and breaks a lot of stories in the court system. So 
you know, shout out to the Blast and Mike Walters. They're them, Mike, Ryan Norman. Those guys are crushing it. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. I know you guys are a little bit maybe more like photo oriented. I'm a little bit like I'm all about the words. And whenever I read these articles, um, let me know if this would be in your wheelhouse. But anytime somebody says that a celebrity is very much in love to me, I'm always like, okay, publicity, like that's a PR person giving a quote. If you just type in the phrase, very much in love in Google, all that <laughs> pops up is celebrities. And anytime a new celebrity is announced, the quote is always, they're getting to know each other or they're very much in love, very much in love. And like, it's just not a phrase people use, right? Like I wouldn't text yeah. someone and be like, I went on this hinge date and I'm like very much in love with him, you know? Like, <laughs> it's just insane. So are there any phrases that when you see them, you're like, oh, like these always come from PR people or publicists. This is just like a canned phrase that they use for celebrities. Mm, that's a good question. It's a great question. I've, I've honestly never thought about it. I feel but like it's, it's Now very, that you yeah. say it, I, I know that there's been moments where I'm like, oh, come on, people don't talk like that. Or people don't say that. I just wish I, I like had an example conflicts I could give you. It's like another one when people break up, they're like, oh, just like so many schedule conflicts. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> right? so like you're not going to tell us anything. They're or when they say exhaustion, you're like, okay, drug drugs. addict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dehydration. Oh, it's like, rehab. That's what you really want to say, but we we will call it exhaustion. Sure. Yes. Um. No, oh, shoot. I don't know. I wish I could give you a great example of that, but I I think you're totally right that there are certain phrases that no one else on the planet uses except publicists. Uh, yeah, I, the, the word sources to me is just such a <laughs> tough word to use now because like sources. I mean, I, no, it's coming from them themselves. Um, most of the time. When, so when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Selena Gomez's friend just like ratted her out to the magazine," and then it wasn't until years later I'm like, "That's like literally her PR team who probably gave that quote." I kept thinking that there were like dirty little neighbors and pizza guy deliveries who were like sending in these quotes. Like, it, probably not. Probably not. I think people don't understand how much comes from either the celeb or the team, but it's. But it makes sense, and I don't knock that. I, you know, I, I think that publicity and press is so necessary to stay relevant in Hollywood. You have to keep your name in, on the blogs or in the magazines or on the TV shows. And so how do you do that? Well, you leak out information about yourself or about your client to keep them on the tops of everyone's tongues. And, yeah. and it, it, it just is the game. And I think that's sometimes confusing, too, because like, OK, for example, I mean, obviously, I'm obsessed with Taylor. So if you guys can probably tell, but whenever an article comes out about her and Joe Alwyn, right, like there was one, I think maybe last year where like they attended an Oscars after party together. Nobody saw them. There's no photos, but they were referenced in a magazine article and there was a quote from a source saying they were looking very much in love at that, you know, at the after party. <laughs> and I just think to myself, this girl does everything to make sure that you know nothing about her relationship. Don't talk about her relationship. You'll never know anything about us. We're never going to post a single photo on Instagram. We're so private. And then an article like that comes out and I'm like, well, that had to come from your team because if that article didn't happen, there was no photos, there was no tweets. Nobody would have known that you gone out but you push that photo out. So are there any celebrities that you think truly don't want any publicity? Or do you think that everyone, even the private ones, want like a little bit of attention? No, I think there's stars that don't want anything to like Morgan Freeman. Where does he live? Like Montana or something? Like ah, there's okay, that's he good never example. wants to be 
covered in the news. I think I think it's easy to be a celeb who doesn't get any sort of media. Tina Turner, what does she live Switzerland or something? Like mm. she doesn't want any attention. There are celebs who have been so successful they don't need it anymore, and they don't they don't they don't court it. They don't go to the the popular restaurants. They stay the fuck out of L.A. and New York because it doesn't do anything for them anymore. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. God, yeah. If you don't want to be seen, you cannot be seen. If you don't want to be talked about, like you it's could stay. Yeah. It's it's definitely possible. And another question for you guys is. Um, do you think People Magazine, Us Weekly, do you think they're going to exist five years from now? Or do you think with blogs and everything going online and turning into YouTube channels and TikTok accounts, nowadays when I pick up magazines because I love to cut them up and like make little vision boards for myself, um, you're never going to want to buy a People or an Us because they're so thin and there's just barely any pages in them. Like, How do you see the future of that I, industry? I think, I think the brand will last. I don't okay. know if the physical magazine will last. Yeah. I think it's it's just But the nail salons need them. What else are they going to put on those coffee know, tables, right? you know? They'll, yeah. they'll just have to do little, like... Uh, iPads. I don't know, tablets yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I think that, yeah, those brands that are so big, they're so famous, and people associate them with celebrities, I think they'll live on through Instagram pages or TikToks or whatever, and they just have to change the way that they are producing their content for the consumer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the, the magazine will eventually go because yeah, it's like four pages now. It feels more like a pamphlet rather than a magazine. It does. Yeah. It's weird. It's it, it, the brand is like, people know the name people, people know the brand us weekly, mm -hmm. but you know, if you go into their offices, there's like no staff there anymore. You know, it's kind of, it's, ah. it's sort of weird. Like the, well, they don't need 75 writers. That's true. They don't need that many people anymore pamphlet. to get it going. So it's, and it's so, yeah, I don't know what happens to the actual magazine, but the brand name, the name alone will still be there. I don't know how it, where the change is. Cause we're right now in that change. We're all trying to figure it out, including the brands. Yeah. Now this is one that was interesting. TMZ broke this story um, recently, so you guys probably are all over it, but it was the news that Angelina was basically the person who tipped the paparazzi off to her relationship with her and Brad. And when they were first dating, she would tell them where to come to, to find photos. You know, and we broke a very similar story because we had Spencer Pratt on the podcast. Oh, like, I love him. He's I, I don't know, like a, a year ago. And he had said at that time that he was working with was it us weekly at the time adam uh national Enquirer. Uh, it's probably us no, no it's probably I, us weekly i'd I have to imagine us, us weekly yeah he was working with like the editor-in-chief of us weekly at the time because they were doing all their setup photos him and heidi at that time mm -hmm. and he said yeah i remember talking to him that that was a a tipped off photo from inside the camp mm -hmm. that where they were going to be their exact location in africa he fully said First shots of Brad and Angelina were 100% set up shots. It was not something that a camera person happened to find them. And we were like, are you kidding me? Like, those were set up photos? Come to find out, it was Angelina who set up those photos. Well, so I was like, see? Of, yeah. Spencer Pratt's always right, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like him and Alex Jones, you know? You're like, oh, every, like, every couple of those is, like, completely on. You find out years later. I also, like, there's so many blind items about... For example, um, uh, 
Suki Waterhouse calling the paparazzi on her and Rob Pattinson? Are there some celebrities that are notorious for like when they're in a relationship, they want the photos and their partner is like, God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's all right. Well, I mean, the photo of her and Harry Styles in Central Park walking around. I'm like, oh, what? Like, what celebrity would do that? Yeah, set up bill crap ever. Um, I mean, I I don't think it's a surprise that the Kardashians do a lot of set up stuff. Yeah. So we have a blind about this here, and I'm curious for your take on it. It says, um, it is great to have a discussion about Paps and celebrity offspring, but the first question should be. What if the paparazzi are called by parents themselves and you are doing your best to make your child a public figure? And that was basically a blind item about how Northwest has been, you know, saying all these, I I think it's hilarious, but saying all of these things to paparazzi, why are you waiting for us all the time or stop doing this? What are your thoughts on celebrity children having their photo taken? And like, how do you think that should be navigated? That's up to whether or not the celeb wants them, allows it, like... If Kim walks a red carpet with the kids, she's okay with cameras taking photos of her. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a different level. There are also reality stars that put their children on TV every single day. So taking photos of Kim with North or Saint or whoever, like, that I think is different than, let's say, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of people that, like, really hate that. Like, Jennifer Gardner. Jennifer Gardner hates her children like photos being taken of her kids Mm. or Halle Berry or pink. Like there's some of them that like they don't want their children having their photo taken and you have to kind of know the celebs and which ones allow it and which ones don't. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, uh, you know, I had a story a while. This was a while ago. I don't forget. I kind of gave it to an outlet. Um, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, they walk and pick up their kid every day from school and, the rule was, and it was came from them, that it was, hey, shoot me on my way to school. Then once I get to school, walk, leave us alone, you know. And the paparazzi were pretty respectful for that, you know, because a they knew they couldn't do anything with the when they're with the kids. It's not even worth the edit. It's not even worth the hassle. It's not even worth the frustration of shooting with the kids. So you shoot them on their way to the school. Then once they get there, you leave them alone. You just go, you know, off with their day because they're gonna walk back with their kids, and it was just a waste of time. So. Yeah, although, you know, she was in the news recently, right, for sharing photos of herself pregnant because she was like, there's 11 paparazzi waiting outside my house, like, trying to get a photo of me, so I'm just going to release it first myself. Um, would True. you say that, like, they're – like, let's say you have paparazzi as a group of people. Is there, like, a certain percentage that you would say they're, like, yeah, you know, they, they respect the celebrity's wishes, and then maybe there's, like, a few rogue agents who will do the old school, like, jump out of a bush thing, or is that kind of in music videos from years past? Yeah, I don't know if people really jumping out of bushes. At least I know I know that New York. Listen, in any not, yet, in not any that industry, much foliage in New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you jump out of a trash can. There's like a rat exactly. on you. Yeah. Uh, in anywhere, in any industry, police, you know, doctors. There's always going to be some bad apples. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, for the most part, I always, you know, I believe in people, and I hope you know people do the right thing. And you know what? I've seen that a lot of times with the paparazzi. I remember. You know, a Halloween a few years ago, Hugh Jackman was trick-or-treating with his kids. And he's like, hey, guys, let's do some shots real quick. And everyone, posed, you know, they, they did all the shots. And then they just let him be. Of course, like, one guy wanted to follow and get one different shot than everyone else. But, yeah, but there's always the wacko. and like There's always said, the guy group. who's insane say, oh, I didn't, I didn't agree to You know, we're trying to make a deal. And they one paparazzi goes, well, I didn't agree to this. And it's like, well, dude, just stop being a dick. So, unfortunately, in any industry, you're going to have some bad guys. 
But for the most part, it's like it's a two way street. You know, it's like, hey, they're trying to get the shot and they're trying to go about your day. Well, it's you got to meet somewhere in the middle. There's no sidewalks and you got to walk in the middle of it. <laughs> 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 get the best photo. Yeah. Um, I just have one last question for you um, before we wrap things up. And this is very personal just to me. Anything on Conan O'Brien? He's the love of my life. I haven't heard anything bad about him. I hope I never will. I just think he's wonderful. Anything that you guys have heard? Great. No, I've met him a bunch of times. Great guy. Very Yay. nice. Very good to his fans. He's huge. Like yes. he's just he's a he's he he's like a just a big head, big body. He's just big <laughs> everywhere. He's just a big guy. However, I, like you, I I think Conan unfortunately got a you know. He wasn't the. He was very lucky, but wasn't so lucky because I find him to be so talented. And I wish he was still doing late night TV because I think he'd be so good at it. He was so good at it, but you know they they always say don't meet your heroes. Where Conan is one of the guys I'm really excited to meet because he lived up to every single second of it. He was just such a good person and good guy yeah, and good yeah. to the fans. It's always good when you meet those people. Like again, yeah. someone like Shaq is one of those people where you admire them so much. You're like, oh my god, they're Shaq, and then you meet them like, oh, he's exactly who you wanted them to be. Oh, that's good. Okay, good. All right, we're ending on a happy note. Not every single person is, you know, completely twisted up by Hollywood. Some people are great. <laughs> and your podcast, Hollywood Raw, you guys have episodes. You said Wednesday is when you have interviews. We did an episode recently together. And then Friday is when you do the top 10 things recap for the weekend. Exactly. Yeah. Your episode and is out. Yes. The episode is out. out Go now. listen. We had we, we We talked about all kinds of fun blinds on that episode, but... Listen, if, if you're looking for just a podcast that, you know, knocks down that fourth wall of Hollywood, we talk about all the behind-the-scenes stuff, the paparazzi content, the, you know, just how Hollywood works. I mean, we, when we talk to celebrities, it's not like, oh, tell us about your movie. It's, you know, Adam's favorite, I think, question is like, tell me what the craft services table was like <laughs> when you were filming the movie. Like, we, we just ask fun, random questions to to everyone and getting different perspectives is really what we're all about and so you know the whoever runs a website has a very different perspective than a paparazzi who's selling their content to the website from then a celebrity who is getting their photo taken and we try to get all of those perspectives and it's been doing really well and it's really fun podcast and people seem to be enjoying it I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. And yeah, you know, if we do a little bit of blind items, a little bit of these insider fourth wall, and then I also listen to celebrity psychics. So you put it all together and it's like, oh my God, we've got the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Thank, thank you, you for guys having so us on. That was really on. fun. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you. All right. Huge thank you for listening. Thank you so much for Dax and Adam for coming on. And I once again, fluently forward is on Patreon. So if you want to go to patreon.com slash fluently forward, Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. This week we covered illegal things that celebrities have done and we tried to keep it a little bit petty. You know, like OJ Simpson is on there. We're not talking about OJ Simpson in the way that you would have thought. We're talking about how he pirated satellite TV. We're talking about shoplifting and dining and dashing. And my favorite Matthew McConaughey getting arrested while high playing the bongos naked at 2.30 a.m. in his apartment and, uh, you know, disturbing the peace. I talk a little bit about the state of Gaylor online. Tensions are very, very high, very, very high before this album gets dropped. But how excited are you for next week? And 
we just have a host of other episodes on there as well. We talk about trending pop culture last week and the week before my family members came on and they all shared a story of an actual celebrity interaction they had had. Mel Gibson hitting on my mom, a funny story my sister had in New York, my brother going on a boat ride with Taylor Swift's dad. He like took my brother and some friends out on a boat for New Year's Day. My sister-in-law Haley had a story literally about yachting and what Vladimir Putin's brother did on a yacht that was some sick shit. My dad and my mom went on a double date with Meg Ryan back in the day. And my brother-in-law Nelson, we really had to scrape the bucket with him, but he saw Emily Ratajkowski once in the city. That was kind of his contribution. So if you want to check all of those episodes out and many more, patreon.com slash fluentlyforward. So thank you for hanging out with me today for this hour, and I will see you next week for another episode of Fluently Forward. Bye, guys. 